Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Call Me Cat. This has been, um, this was like my little um, project of last year, but um, had to take a little unexpected hiatus purely because I was away at Miss Universe and um, then I came home and I got COVID. So it's 2022, we are back, the podcast is back and I'm so excited to get stuck in, hopefully with no interruptions. Um, So I thought obviously um, before I went away, one of the main things that I was working towards was going to Miss Universe um, because I was picked to represent Ireland at Miss Universe 2022 which obviously was such an incredible experience and I a lot of people keep asking like how was it how was your time you know congratulations and it really hasn't sunk in um I feel like okay yes I can look back at photos but it hasn't sunk in fully um a state of shock is probably not the right way to describe it but I just kind of feel like I don't know. I just I'm I'm struggling to come to terms with it and, and have it all sink in. But I thought I would do a little Q and A, and um, people have questions. So one of the main questions that I was getting asked was, um, how did I get selected and and that sort of thing. So normally with uh, Miss Universe, there is around a hundred countries, sometimes more, sometimes less, um, and I had obviously I'd applied for Miss Universe. Ireland 2020 um, and I got into the final seven for that uh, I did not win unfortunately but that's okay um, 2020 was Nadia Sayers and she went on to Miss Universe then and it was held in uh, Florida so anyway she was Nadia was fantastic she her reign was through COVID and lockdowns um, so she had a lot to, to overcome and tackle in her own way but she I mean you wouldn't know because she did so well and none of it stopped her so she was fantastic but anyway I um, I'd had such a fantastic time doing Miss Universe that or Miss Universe Ireland and I really wanted to go to Miss Universe um, I, I was Miss Northern Ireland in 2018 and I went and competed at Miss World and then I just have my sights set. I always have my sights set on Miss Universe as well. I always wanted to do the both. And I think it's a thing that people here kind of struggle with because we're, pageants aren't massive here in Ireland. Um, you know, uh, we have obviously Miss Northern Ireland, Miss Ireland, Miss Universe Ireland, the likes of the Rose of Tralee, Mary of Dunlow. Um, those were things that I followed very closely growing up. And it just had always been a, a, a dream and a goal of mine. And I wasn't over it. You know, the way sometimes you maybe apply for something and go for something, it doesn't work out and you kind of think you move on. But I hadn't let it go. So I was definitely very keen to um, go for it again. So I had reapplied for 2021. Um, and obviously with the way 2021 went with COVID, life was really unpredictable. Um, And actually the Miss Universe competition for 2020 was held in May of 21. So um, there was quite a delay and I think there was around 60 countries um, competed, which is quite few um, compared to they usually have over 100. Um, So there was a bit of uncertainty as to whether Miss Universe 2021 would be held in 21 because usually it is around December time. Um, And they did announce it quite late that they would be going ahead and holding it in Israel. Um, so I had applied for Miss Universe 2021 and was keen to get going. And unfortunately, things um, and restrictions, it was just quite um, difficult to, to be able to host a show. Um, so the judges sat down and, and scrutinized and sort of looked at everybody's profiles and everything that anybody, you know, everybody 
And they decided that I was the strongest candidate, so they put me forward. And I got the phone call from director, um, the director, Brittany Mason. And I, it was funny because I was driving home. I'd had a long day in work. I was just really not vibing with work and just having one of those days where I just couldn't wait to get home. And it was, yeah, pouring down with rain. And I got this phone call. And it was Brittany and she explained this to me. And of course, like, I wasn't going to say no. Of course, I was going to say yes. So, um, yeah, I was so delighted, so, so excited. So then we just kind of had to figure out, I had about five weeks to prepare for Miss Universe. Um, never mind the fact that I was working full time and have, I have like, if you don't know me, I have like two or three jobs at any given time. So, um, but Brittany was, she was really fantastic. She mentored me. She was in contact every day, as was Nadia. Um, just trying to help me prepare, trying to get me organized. Um, Cause there is, there's a lot that goes into it. And um you know, so I just wanted to be as prepared as I as I, I possibly could be. Um, but thankfully, I had a really great team within Brittany and the Miss Universe Ireland team um, helping me. And Dundrum Clinic um, in Dublin, they are. Um, oops, sorry. They are my main sponsor, and without them and without Brittany, I wouldn't have been able to go. I wouldn't have made it to Israel to go and compete and represent Ireland. So. I owe them massively um, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity that they gave me um, and I just hope that I did them proud. But anyway, so a lot of people were asking, I mean, how was it? How was Miss Universe? Uh, it was a really incredible experience and again, it hasn't really sunk in that that actually happened, that that was a thing. You know, my brain is just kind of like, what? like what like I look back at photos and I know that I was in a different country and I was with all these other gorgeous women from around the world but it hasn't really I've said this so many times it hasn't sunk in but I I had a great time um obviously it's a lot you are going you're running on very little sleep the rehearsals are long um you're out doing excursions and things and but I just was so grateful to be there that I don't feel like I really felt the fatigue um overly until I came home um so uh another question I kept getting is is it like Miss Congeniality I mean yes and no yes in the sense that it is a, a pageant and you know there's a lot of girls there but no in the sense that I feel like that movie lives up to a lot of the stereotypes of maybe the bitchiness and maybe you know the the com competition and whatever and it's really not like that I mean there was I can't remember there's around 80 countries um when I was there and India won um she was fantastic the whole way through um so really deserving winner and I, I can't wait to, to follow her reign and watch her um but I mean yes and no like there are elements of it that are typical of what you would see in pageants but for the most part no I think a lot of people are kind of misinformed as to what these competitions are and what you do and I think for me like it was just a really fantastic opportunity so for me I'm like what people are like, why do you want to do Miss Universe? Why do you want to compete in these sorts of things? But for me, I'm like, it's such a unique experience. You know, like, I don't know. There's very few people I know that have experienced Miss World or Miss Universe. And to go and travel to another country that you haven't been to before, to meet all these women from around the world, like there's so many different representatives from different countries, and to learn from them, hear their experiences, hear their stories, it's just so unique. And I just thought it was would be such a wonderful experience. And... um to get to represent your country as well like it was very clear to me from a young age that I was not going to go and represent Ireland at the Olympics or anything <laughs> but 
I'm very... I'm very proud to be Irish and I just thought that this is it's a really cool thing to get to represent your country um so that was one of the reasons and obviously it opens up doors um I do have a job now in radio um and that came through my my sort of when I was Miss Northern Ireland so I'm just excited to see what comes from being Miss Universe Ireland um I'm hoping there are many things we Brittany and I have plans for the year ahead um which You'll have to see them play out um, as they come and I'm so excited. And it's really great as well to look at the former Miss Universe Ireland's to see how well they've done and to watch them. And they really do. I mean, I watch them and I'm inspired by them and you know after you give over your crown and you give over the title your, your journey doesn't stop you know you keep going and it is what you make it. So it's it's very exciting for me in that sense because I feel like I'm only just beginning um so yeah so hopefully the the opportunities keep coming um one of the things I got asked was about my roommate um so when you go to a competition a lot of time you'll share a room with another country so but you don't find out until you get there and I um so obviously when I arrived and to Tel Aviv flew into Tel Aviv which is in Israel and then we drove to Jerusalem but obviously with Covid we had to do sort of like an isolation period um, and it was very Covid safe uh, we did PCRs basically every day um, we had to wear masks it wasn't like an option you had to wear your mask and, and keep away people obviously you know um, who were there the good you know tourists or whatever would want to come over and take photos but it was very much no and it's not that like no you can't come and take photos with us it's just more a safety aspect um just to try and keep us safe and thankfully um I was negative when I arrived but I had to do my isolation anyway so when I got out of isolation um I met my roommate who was Miss Iceland her name is Elisa I'm not going to try and pronounce her surname because I can, <laughs> she tried to teach me, she tried to teach me many Icelandic words, but it's a very difficult language. Um, but yeah, she was an absolute dream. She was such a sweetheart and I feel so lucky that I got a roommate that I got on with so well. Um, we had so much in common and I know that people think you're just saying that. I'm, I'm actually not even saying that. Like anyone who knows me knows that I'm a massive friend of the TV program Friends. But did I say massive friends? Massive fan of the TV program Friends. And she quoted it to me one day and I was like, what? I was like, hold on. I was like, do you love friends? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, so do I. And then we just became best friends off that. No, but honestly, like there were, there were so many things. Like she loved um, RuPaul, Drag Race. I'm a massive Drag Race fan. We woke up every morning and we would put on some RuPaul music to like get us going for the day. Um, she loves her makeup on her glam and so do I, of course. Um, but yeah, we just, we had so much in common, like little silly things that, you know, little quirks that I have that she was kind of the same. And I was like, well, this is so cool. So yeah, I mean, it, and I think that's a really cool thing. Like you look, I think often like you can look at somebody from another country and think that you're so different, but we actually have so much in common. Um, so she was the same age as me and uh, she had competed in other competitions before. And um, yeah, she was just, she was a wee, a wee doll. Like uh, I know that might sound patronizing, but I think it's a, a very Northern Irish thing of way of saying, like she was a really lovely person. Um, and I was really lucky in the sense that we really looked out for each other. Um, you know, if either of us was off doing something, say for example, like uh, I was off doing an excursion one day and she was off doing something else and I brought her home things from my excursion or if I was at something and she wasn't or whatever. You know, we just looked out for each other and made sure that um, we kept each other right and, you know, made sure that we were on time and, you know, if somebody needed help with the wardrobe or hair or makeup, we would help each other out. So 
I feel very lucky in that sense because that can that can kind of if you let it make or break your experience um so we were pretty much joined at the hip so I was very lucky that I had someone that and I could I felt like I, I knew her for years um and it is it's a very intense environment um and but I so I feel like you know your friendship escalates so you really get to know the person so I mean I have somewhere to go in Iceland now and um I'm a real geography nerd in a way. Um, so Iceland has always been, always been top of my list to go and visit. Um, so I now have no excuse to go over and visit. And um, yeah, it's just great. Like you'll hear a lot and I suppose it can be quite cheesy at times. And I think again, like that's a real Irish thing. We don't like anything that's too cheesy or too corny, but it's true. Like there is, there's a real sisterhood. Um, like for example, I, for my interview outfit, needed a belt that I didn't bring with me I'd forgotten it and Miss Jamaica had the exact same belt and I asked her could I borrow it she said no problem like no problem of course like silly little things or like I was backstage and Miss Namibia needed a, a black eyeshadow I had one like it's just it's very much um like we look out we look out for each other and I think because pageantry does have those sort of maybe stereotypes of the girls and like pulling each other's hair extensions or whatever and it, it's really not like that and I met some really really sweet down-earth girls and, and when I was trying to actually make a list of the countries that I got close with um so obviously my roommate was Iceland um and in our group you have like a little group of four girls and you have one chaperone so in our group was me Iceland Puerto Rico and Cayman Islands and they were so sweet they were roommates and they were in the room beside us and we could just hear them laughing all day long um they were really fantastic uh Puerto Rico got into the top 10 and she was a real sweetheart real like ray of like positive energy like some memes but so was my roommate Iceland and Cayman Islands as well Cayman was only um, but she was so wise like wise beyond her years um so I mean like look at that when would I ever have met somebody really from Puerto Rico or Cayman Islands before do you know what I mean like that's what I it's just such a cool experience to branch out um Miss Group Britain and I became really friendly Australia Mexico um India and I did a lot together and she she won um Finland was a, such a sweetheart uh Denmark um did I say, yeah, Jamaica, Aruba, Curacao, France, Spain, Japan. Japan was such a sweetheart. So was Haiti, Namibia, Croatia, like the British Virgin Islands. Like the list just goes on and on and on. The girls were so sweet. Um, and obviously like it is a competition and you are competing against these girls, but you're also different in so many ways that almost at times it is quite hard to even compare yourself because you know you are very different um but yeah I was so lucky I'm, I met some really great girls and um now I just kind of need like a year off so I can go and travel <laughs> and visit all of them um yeah it's fantastic and I mean there was a real moment backstage which was I thought was really cool I don't know if anybody captured it on camera um when they were announcing the top 10 and Aruba got into the top 10 and the girls backstage went crazy they were so happy for her because she's one of those girls that was really down to earth real sweetheart so lovely and um everybody was just delighted to see her get there and um so I mean for me that's one of the reasons I love it because I feel like I'm around like-minded women who are trying are representing their countries they have a lot to talk about they have a lot to say and they aren't afraid to like tackle difficult issues and things like that so I feel extremely blessed I'm not a very religious person but for lack of better words I feel extremely blessed to have been there um and speaking of difficult topics one of the things I got asked a lot was what, what was one of your best moments 
And for me, definitely one of my best moments was my highlights was the national costume uh, competition. So for me, watching and following Miss Universe for years, it, the national costume competition is it's one of my favourite parts because I feel like you get to really see... Um, you kind of get to learn, you know, you get to learn about culture and, and uh, traditional dress. Um, but also, you know, it's a, it's a chance for some of the women to make a real um, statement. And actually, even just today, I was tagged in um, a story or an Instagram post. And it was about my national costume and some of the ones that were tagged alongside me. Um, one of them was a Stop Asian Hate. Um, another one of them was stop violence against women um, let's save our planet no more violence or you know uh, rejection discrimination and loads of statements being made and obviously mine if you didn't see it definitely go and look at it although it was plastered everywhere so I don't know why you could miss it but mine was a sort of superhero Wonder Woman-esque inspired the whole idea concept behind it was a healthcare hero um, because obviously look at what we've been through over the last two years and not even just the last two years I've worked in healthcare sort of coming up to close to 10 years now um, because I went into my nursing degree at the age of 18 and even before that I was volunteering in a care home. So I have seen the day-to-day extraordinary work for years that healthcare people, not just nurses, but healthcare professionals do. And I've worked with some people that are just so incredible and they go above and beyond to make sure that the family's comfortable, the patient is comfortable, you know, that their experience is a good one, regardless of what they might be going through. Um, and so it is, it's, it's so special. It's such a special career in that way, but it is not without its, its struggles and, and things like that. So I just really wanted to almost like pay my respects and like celebrate the work that has been done around the world because I know COVID has affected everybody. I mean, it, you're not, nobody has been um, immune to the effects of it in some way, whether you're a business or unfortunately you, maybe you've lost somebody to it or you've, you've had COVID yourself. Um, but I just really wanted to celebrate the efforts because I know personally what my colleagues have done and the pressures that they've been up against and faced and continue to face. So I thought it'd be really cool to go out there and make a statement. And obviously as well, you know, um, you think of a nurse costume and I think, what's the first thing that comes into your head? It's like that little white short dress with the hat and the little red cross or whatever. And it's so not like that. And I wanted it to be really respectful Um so that's why it technically wasn't maybe a nurse because I, I hate that. I think a lot of nurses hate that, that like gimmicky um, nurse get up and it's <laughs> it's so not like that. It's not glamorous. Um, and so the idea of my national costume, Brittany, my director and I, we sort of brainstormed this idea and it just felt like a really natural way to go. Um, if you look back, Colleen Tobin, who was 2017 Miss Universe Ireland, hers was like a Celtic warrior. Then Gronje Galna, he was the year after her. Hers was about celebrating that... Um, same-sex marriage had been legalised within Ireland. Then the year after that was Fanula O'Reilly. Hers was all about the children of Lear and her name, Fanula. Um, hers was sensational, like this big swan. And then Nadia Sayers, who was last, the year before me, hers was like a Celtic fairy, like an Irish fairy, because fairies originated in like Irish folklore. And I mean, all the costumes have been so stunning in their own right. And I really wanted something that was going to catch attention, catch people's eyes, and they'd be like, oh, wow, um... Yes, for me, watching Miss Universe over the years, the costumes for me that have always stuck 
out and stood out for me are the ones that make a statement and I knew that I wanted to do something um I didn't know what it was going to be yet and we, we sort of snowballed or brainstormed and we came up with this well I mean we didn't come up with it it is uh, a slogan that if you've worked within the UK or Ireland you will have seen and it is fair pay for nursing um because unfortunately you know a nurse's salary is is really quite um pathetic in many ways for what you're expected to do and I am a firm believer in the fact that the nursing profession is a majority women Uh, you know it's a majority of women make up the the uh, profession of nursing and that is one of the reasons that it is so underpaid um because I mean, I'm not going to bite my tongue on this. I do think that that is one of the reasons. It's because it's a a largely female-dominated industry. It's one of the reasons that it is underpaid. Um, But also the fact that there was a nursing pay cap and then with inflation, I think, I don't have the exact figures, but roughly around a nurse's salary within the NHS decreased by over a third within the space of five or six years because of inflation. You know, so... They're doing the same job and being asked to do it more and more with their under their job title, and yet they're getting paid less for it. You know, so that's not right. You know, um, and actually, like when I was working as a student, I worked in a restaurant and I got paid roughly around seventeen, eighteen pound an hour um, because your your tips on top of your minimum wage doubled your um, salary. Your you know what you got paid every week without fail. And uh, then when I went and worked in intensive care looking after, you know, some of the sickest patients in the country and I was earning around £12 an hour. And that's just a real slap in the face because if you've ever been in an intensive care environment, if you've ever been in any healthcare environment, you know how intense it is, you know how stressful it can be. If you take your eye off the ball for one second, that can be the difference between your patient doing well or potentially a disaster in, in the ward that day. So, it's a lot of pressure and don't get me wrong like I loved the job I loved working in intensive care I still do um, a little bit of work in intensive care not as much and I loved it so I obviously was not there for the money but when you're thinking and you have those bad days and you're understaffed and you're facing a lot of pressures and obviously I mean it literally is a life and death scenario that you're working in and I just sometimes would be like, do you know what? I'm just going to, I should just go back to waitressing because this is, why am I doing this to myself when I could have an easier life and earn better elsewhere? You know, so, but it's hard because nursing for me was a real, it, like it made sense when I went into the career. It was one of those things that when I was um, choosing what uh, A-levels I wanted to do at school and uh, what I was going to go and do at university, um, Sorry, I know I've gone, this isn't this universe um, episode, but I've gone down a real rabbit hole. Anyway, follow follow me on my tangent. Um, and I was watching the programme, if you ever watched it, One Born Every Minute. And I actually thought for a while I wanted to be a midwife. But then I realised with, with midwifery, you're working a lot more with the mothers. And I really wanted to work with the babies. And um, then someone floated the idea of neonatal and things to me. And I ended up then going down the line of paediatric nursing. And I I love it. I love the job. You have these moments where you're just like, this is class. This is such a, you know, of these real euphoric moments where it, you just feel like, okay, this is my purpose. I really feel like I find my purpose. Um, but you have to know your worth. And I think that this is the thing. And this is what a lot of nurses struggle with because we're not in the career for the money, but equally, you know your worth. You know what you do. And I think after a while, you just get a bit disillusioned with it. Um, so 
I wanted to make that statement on fair pay for nursing and I, I will hopefully continue to, to rally for that. I intend to, to speak and, and do talks and um, I would love to hear more from my fellow nursing colleagues and not just nursing colleagues, healthcare as well, because it very much is it's a team effort. Um, there's not just one profession within healthcare that runs the hospitals. You know, it's very much we work as part of a team. So, um, yeah, I mean, I... I wish the, the healthcare profession on a whole was paid better um, but we just know that it just isn't for now but anyway so I was focusing on nursing because obviously I am a nurse myself and um, it was a very personal costume to me um, it was made by a really fantastic designer called Call Me Sophia she is based in Belfast um, and I came across her she does a lot for um, drag queens her art her stuff is really unique and quirky and special and she worked tirelessly to put this together in the space of a few weeks and she was really fantastic because I had an idea in my head of what I wanted my costume to be but I couldn't have imagined what she created so I mean her creative creativity just really shone and um we went with green and gold, kept it really traditional sort of Celtic vibes in that sense but also had that underlying theme of Wonder Woman um and then it was really incredible to walk on stage and I walked out on stage and they said, Ireland, and they described my costume. And when I opened up my wings and everybody could read Fair Pay for Nursing, I could hear the, some gasps in the crowd. And the traction that it gathered afterwards on social media was really incredible. And I, I couldn't have expected. I wanted a reaction, definitely. I, I didn't expect as much of a reaction. Um, so I'm extremely grateful for that, that it was picked up. And I have to mention my sponsors as well, Balmoral Healthcare and MK Wards. They... Um, Without them, we couldn't have gone ahead. So it was definitely, again, a team effort. Um, but the amount of people that I had come forward and say to me about their their experience as a nurse and, and feeling underpaid and undervalued. So, I mean, it, it's not just an issue within Ireland. It's definitely a global thing. Um, you know, and I think that all of us have an experience with a nurse in some way, or fo- shape or form. So I'm just hoping that one day nurses get the pay that they deserve. Um because we know that they definitely do the work. Um, so yeah, it was really incredible. And even backstage, the other girls commented on it and said that they thought it was great. So um, I ended up on some really cool pages, like Lab Bible Ireland picked it up. Um, I ended up, I went on Ireland AM to discuss my costume. Um, and I just, I want to keep talking about it because I'm a firm believer in the only way that you start to create change is by talking about it if you don't talk about it the people will not know that there's an issue or a problem or something going on um so it's so important that we do talk about it and we don't drop it because if we just let it go then we're going to continue to learn to lose nurses through burnout through you know just feeling generally undervalued um so so yeah so i i really am passionate about it you probably hear i've rambled on enough about that um so yeah, that for me was a massive, massive high. Um, and then just generally getting to, to see around Israel, um, getting to meet the other countries. It Yeah, and getting to perform on stage. Our opening dance was um, really cool. Uh, if you, you, should go, you should go back and watch it on YouTube. We, um, we do an opening dance. And... Um, yeah, it was just it was it was not easy as well. I think it's the thing people think that your your opening dance is going to be like something really simple, but no, it was pretty intense. So it was bad little thing. If you look up the song "Bad Little Thing," Noah Carell on Spotify, you'll find it. Um, and it's a really punchy song. It's really I I loved 
that I could have done that dance all day long. So I think that's another thing. Like, it's just really fun being in rehearsals all day. Like the days are long and, you know, you're putting in the long hours, but it, it's it's a lot of fun. And those are the moments where you get to know the other girls and, and get to hang out with them. Um, so that was really cool. And to just get out and on that stage and walk in front of Adriana Lima as well, um, which was crazy. And to wear Ireland across my chest was just, you know, genuinely a, a dream come true for me. So I feel so lucky to have had that opportunity. Um of course, people will ask, you know, about the lows. And yeah, of course, there are lows. Um, I didn't get into the top 16, which I was really hoping for. Of co- like, of course, I was disappointed. Um, but the competition was so tough. And I know that I did everything I could have in that interview and uh, walking on stage. And, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. And that's okay. Like, you know, I still had that impact. I still got the reaction from my costume. I still was one of a handful of women that ever get to go and represent their country on that stage. So, you know, you could focus on that. But I mean, I'm just so thrilled with how it all went and everything. So, so yeah, but um, anyway, I came back to back down to earth with a bit of a bang. I was straight back into work and then I caught COVID over Christmas. So that's why there's been a bit of a delay in sort of getting this episode out. Um, but I am back. Call Me Cat is back. And um, I don't intend on going anywhere. So you can expect many more episodes to come. So just to wrap up, yeah, my experience at Miss Universe was really incredible. I feel so lucky to have been there. And yeah, it just, it hasn't sunk in and I cannot wait to see what Brittany and I and Dundrum Cosmetic, what we get up to over the next year as Miss Universe Ireland 2021. So thank you for listening um, and there will be more episodes coming soon.